Hi everyone, this is your friend James welcoming you to the first episode of The Legacy to debut on the official James H. Boyd Gospel Ministries YouTube channel. I'm in the process of uh, moving all the videos over from the, both the Legacy channel and the Repairing the Breach channel to combine them all into one. I just thought it would be easier for me to manage, plus it would be easier for other people to find my work. And I would ask that you subscribe and stay tuned because I've got a lot of exciting things planned for this channel. Today we're going to talk about the very fascinating topic of Jesus, demons, and exorcism. The word exorcism comes from the Greek word exorkizo, which means to adjure or command. Now, the Bible presupposes the existence of a spirit world, both good and evil, and Jesus frequently interacted with that realm. Jesus saw Satan cast out of heaven like lightning. We talked about Satan in more detail back in lesson, uh, back in episode 8, if you'd like to check that out. And you can also read more about him in Ezekiel 28 and Isaiah 14. Now, the word demon is not specifically mentioned in the Bible. The term usually used is either devil, little d, or uh, unclean spirit. You see them causing things like sickness, deafness, uh, insanity. Of course, that's not to say by any means that... Um, when someone is in that situation, it's always the result of a demon, but in some cases it is, and Jesus dealt with that accordingly. Another primary weapon of demons is deception. Now, the Bible speaks about people being led away from the truth to follow the doctrines of devils. It also talks about people being deceived by lying signs and wonders. So that's why it's always important that you be grounded in the truth of Scripture. And for that reason, uh, for this study, I want to be very careful to avoid uh, two different extremes. There are those in what is known as the secessionist camp, which deny that this kind of thing even happens today. And to them, I would ask, well, where do the demons go? And at what point did Jesus' name lose its power over them? On the other hand, are those who uh, place an unhealthy and even obsessive focus on Satan and evil. Some of you might remember the satanic panic that happened back in the 1980s and early 1990s. And I regret that I got caught up into that for a while. But that period introduced a spirit of fear into the church that seriously got it sidetracked from its mission. So the proper biblical response of Christians to the demonic realm is to neither overestimate it nor underestimate it. In all cases, balance is key. So on our, on our text, as we talked about before, by this time Jesus had recruited four of, the, of his twelve disciples, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Together they go to Jesus' adopted home base of Capernaum, and he goes into the synagogue to teach. As always, people are astounded by the depth and the power and authority he teaches with. And while he's there, he encounters a man who is possessed by one of these spirits. It's noteworthy that the demon immediately recognizes Jesus and is completely terrified of his presence. He cries out, What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But notice Jesus' response. He doesn't make a big show out of it. He doesn't perform some kind of elaborate ceremony. He doesn't try to interview the demon, as I've seen some people supposedly do. He just commands the demon to be silent and come out of him. The demon cries out with a loud voice. He throws the man into violent convulsions, and then he leaves him. Of course, the people are amazed at the power present in Jesus' ministry. This was unlike anything they'd ever seen before, especially contrasted with the stale religious teaching they were used to getting. This was the first in a series of exorcisms recorded in the New Testament performed by both Jesus and others. In numerous passages like Matthew 10, 1 and 8, Mark 6, 7 and 16, 17, Luke 9, 1 and 10, 17, he gives his followers the authority to drive out demons as well. And church history also verifies that exorcism was very common in the post-biblical church. 
But it's important to remember, it's not something to be taken lightly. Acts 19 tells us about seven brothers who tried it without fully understanding what they were doing and had disastrous consequences for them. So yes, spiritual warfare is very real, but the good news is the victory has already been won. Colossians 2.15 tells us how on the cross Jesus spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. Again, that's uh, describing a conquering warrior stripping his enemy naked and, and parading down the street in humiliation. So now it's our job to enforce that victory. Thanks for watching, friends, and keep it real.